Hello, this is Susan Marie and welcome to The Human Condition, a conversation with you based upon everyday observations that all of us experience made simple. You can catch these on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and by subscribing to my newsletter, suemarie.substack.com, and on my website, suemarie.info. Most things I speak of are linked for further study in the data section of the show. Today, I wish to speak to you about existential angst, an existential or identity crisis, identity, and briefly discuss the stages of psychosocial development. So what exactly is an existential crisis? One of the hallmarks of existentialism is existential angst. And all that is, is acknowledging that human existence is often futile. But still, we forge ahead to find meaning in life. Existential angst is a normal part of the human condition. For example, how often do we struggle with decisions fearing we made the wrong ones? That fear of making the wrong choice reflects angst about freedom related to existential concerns, which is just everyday worry, because there is no right path and no specific guide to tell us what to do. In essence, each of us must make meaning in our own lives. An existential crisis, on the other hand, presents serious challenge. So what exactly is identity? In its simplest form, Eric Erickson, developmental psychologist and psychoanalyst, first proposed the term ego identity, which he conceived as a continuous sense of who we are. The ego identity allows us to merge all the different versions of ourselves, parent, lover, spouse, employee, sibling, caretaker, boss, into one cohesive whole. So when an unexpected disaster strikes, there's a stable sense of self. However, I see the term ego as in look at the ego on him or her, or he has a big ego, being tossed around quite a bit as if it is a bad thing, and I tend to disagree. Let me explain why. Considering the definition above by Erickson on ego identity, that the merging of all parts of ourselves make us whole, then ego is a healthy aspect of personality, not a negative aspect. Without ego, we would not be able to accomplish very much. Then why do we see ego as being a bad trait? Let's dissect two definitions. Ego is the part of the mind that mediates between the conscious and the unconscious and is responsible for a sense of personal identity. Ego is our own self-esteem and importance. Identity is who we are, the way we think about ourselves, the way we are viewed by the world and characteristics that define us. See, nothing bad about that rather healthy. Major life upheavals cause us to explore and redefine our identities. These identity changes occur at any stage in life, but most notable adolescence, which is the primary identity forming period. Yet today, a lot of us are still trying to figure out who we are and what our purpose is. As we progress, goals are more toward identity achievement or self-actualization. However, Detrimental changes in life, such as death of a loved one or a pet, a natural disaster, 
change of a belief system, divorce, loss of career or income, heartbreak, illness, change of residency, and any abrupt change or loss that can induce trauma can make us question the concept of who we are. Walt Whitman wrote, we contain multitudes. And he was referring to the fact that we see ourselves differently in different contexts and that everyone struggles with the existential question, who am I? For example, if we are overly concerned with how we are perceived by the public or the opposite, a core aspect of ourselves, such as gender, race, ethnicity, or sexual identification is not being expressed. The struggle for who am I can be immense. So when does ego and identity become a problem? Eric Erickson published an article, The Problem of Ego Identity, in 1956 in the Journal of the American Psychoanalytic Association. And in this article, Erickson talks about identity or existential crisis. Erickson, unlike Sigmund Freud, the founder of psychoanalysis, saw the ego as a positive driving force in human development and personality, while Freud described ego as only a mediator between the superego. The superego is the self-critical ego that reflects social standards learned, and the id is our instinct. So Erickson believed that a person with a strong sense of identity is one who knows where they are in life, has accepted their positions, and has workable goals for change and growth. Such a person has a sense of uniqueness while also having a sense of belonging and wholeness. This is the opposite of an identity or existential crisis. However, when we encounter trying times or have poorly developed egos, we can get trapped in an identity or existential crisis, which is a time in our lives when we lack direction, feel unproductive, and do not feel a strong sense of identity. And it happens to all of us. Erickson believed we all have identity or existential crises at one time or another in our lives, and that these instances do not necessarily represent a negative, but can be a driving force toward positive resolution. Preferable is the definition of identity crisis in the book, The Concept of Anxiety, by the father of existentialism, Soren Kierkegaard, where he explains an existential crisis is a time of awakening to self. Instead of the socially constructed viewpoint that one is mentally ill or having a spiritual crisis, rather, one is quite well. And this time of crisis is a wake-up call to self to change because what we have been doing no longer works. It is similar to becoming physically sick. For example, getting a cold. The physical body's been run down, there's been less sleep and nutrition, and the immune system is compromised, ending and contracting a virus. Well, the brain is no different. So why take care of the physical body and not so much the brain? I mean, the crisis has to be acknowledged, addressed, or resolved. We can't just push the crisis aside and hope it will work itself out. I, like Soren and Erickson, view existential crisis as a time of awakening. Erickson's theory of psychosocial development has eight distinct stages with two possible outcomes. One, successful completion of each stage resulting in a healthy personality and two unsuccessful completion of certain stages resulting in an unhealthy personality and sense of self these stages however can be resolved successfully at any time in our lives 
according to Erickson, our ego identity constantly changes due to new experiences and information we acquire in our daily interactions. And as we have new experiences, we also take on challenges that can help or hinder the development of our own identity. Our personal identity gives each of us an integrated and cohesive sense of self that endures throughout our lives. Our sense of personal identity is shaped by our experiences and interactions with the others. And it is this identity that helps guide our actions, beliefs, and behaviors as we age. And for the purposes of this discussion, I'm not referring to a crisis where you obviously need outside professional support, such as therapy. I support and admire you if you love yourself enough to seek help for a problem you are unable to solve on your own. I have been there a lot. More so along the lines of existential philosophers like Kierkegaard and Jean-Paul Sartre, who taught that it is up to the individual to be the architect of his or her own meaning of life by living authentically as their true self. Sartre wrote that humans are condemned to be free. And that means that while we are alone among all of creation in recognizing that we are mortal, we also have the ability to decide who we want to be. An identity or existential crisis truly is ignoring self. The funny thing is, the universe doesn't have to have a purpose for us to be okay. We get to determine what our purpose is and what kinds of meanings we want to create. I have a favorite go-to movie that I watch whenever I'm feeling like life is crashing down, and that movie is Into the Wild. I suggest the movie, not the book, by John Krakauer, because the book is a retelling of the life of Chris McCandless. It's not written by Chris, and Emile Hirsch does this profoundly in the movie, and this may be the first time I ever suggest a movie over a book, but it is worth it. Many people think Chris was foolish and chasing a dream. However, I believe Chris was quite revolutionary and enlightened. This movie is immensely philosophical throughout, especially the end. Please check it out. We are literally the creator of our experiences. Existence isn't a crisis. It's an opportunity. Join me next week for more interesting discussion suggested by you to me and check out last week's episode on why are we afraid of the dark.